everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of The Nate Zeisler Show. Today, I want to give a shout out to Buzzsprout, the podcast platform that hosts my show. Buzzsprout is super easy, intuitive, and has been a great way for me to get my ideas out into the world. Signing up today lets Buzzsprout know that I sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support this show. Take that first step and sign up for an account today. Now, on with the show. In today's episode, I have a question from one of my readers. As an artist, six years into my career, I'm making things work both financially and artistically, but I continue to be interested in finding creative work that allows me to be upwardly mobile. Can you give me some advice for finding stability? So this question often comes up as I guide creatives. Creatives are often faced with typical financial challenges, including supporting a family, house payments, and college loans. In addition, most creatives I know are also truly in pursuit of stability, seeking higher quality and creatively satisfying work opportunities. The pursuit of stability brings up an interesting dichotomy. On one hand, we search for a financially stable life and risk sacrificing our creative output. And on the other, we search for a creative stable life and risk sacrificing financial stability. The challenge we all face as creatives is how to strike that balance between the two. So I actually have a three-step process for helping creatives find stability, and I'd love to talk to you more about it today. The first thing I always recommend is that the creatives I work with take stock of their current situation. And by that, I mean it's really difficult to move forward with your life and career goals if you're not looking back at what's happened in the past. So the first thing I have creatives do is simply list all of the work they've had in the last year and break it down into some specific buckets that help them identify the type of work that they're taking on. So the first bucket is work that you love that is directly tied to your work as a creative. We can all think about that perfect vision and image of what that work might look like. If I think back to my early days as an artist, uh, that work that I loved was performing. And I knew that the more money I could make as a performer in my early career, the happier I would be. As a musician, I'd be charting all of the gigs that I had, all of the performance opportunities, any long-held positions in orchestras. That all would go into this bucket. Again, that's bu- that's work that you love that's directly tied to your work as a creative. The second bucket is work that you love that is not tied to your work as a creative. Early on in my career, I remember taking a job uh, with a local arts agency and absolutely loving the challenges that came with thinking creatively about the different types of artists in the community and ways to help them live their own thriving careers. While that wasn't directly tied to my art, I loved that work and I found that it was fulfilling in different ways than I was getting as an artist. But it was also really interesting for me to look back and and see that I was also making money (laughs) in that work. And so charting that work, whether it's within the creative space or simply a, a, a job that you are doing that is not directly tied to your art, but is, is something you're uh, still enjoying is, is something that I really hope you'll chart and take note of in this second bucket. The third bucket is work tied to your work as a creative that you do to pay the bills. 
Now, this is maybe getting hyper-specific, but it's also one of the most important parts of this exercise. And that is to say that we all have to take work as artists doing things that we don't necessarily love doing. And so I would encourage you to think about those moments where you were either sitting in a rehearsal or a series of rehearsals for a freelance gig that may not have been exciting to you or taking on a client that has work for you and good pay but may not be directly tied to the vision and and career trajectory you had for yourself. We all take work like that. And it's important to document that in that bucket as a way to say, look, I, I'm doing this work, I'm getting paid for it. It's definitely tied to my art or my work as a creative, but I'm just doing it at this point to pay the bills. In other words, if, if you were to give something up, if you were to look at all the buckets I'm describing right now and look for opportunities to do less work in certain areas, this would be the bucket where I would say we try to take that work away uh, so that you can can focus more on that first bucket, which is work that you love that's directly tied to your work as a creative. So that's the third bucket. The final bucket is work not tied to your work as a creative and work that you do to pay the bills. This is absolutely the work that would leave. It's work you don't care to do. It's not tied to your uh, creative path. And it is something that you're simply doing at this moment to make ends meet. I think that we all have done work like this over our lives. And the sooner you can identify this and come up with a plan for eliminating this fourth bucket, the better your life is going to be. So that's looking back and taking stock of your current situation. And I think this is such an illuminating process uh, that I've done with creatives. And it's just, it's, if anything, a great starting point for a conversation about how you might move forward. Okay, so you've got all of your related work laid out on the page. And the next thing I want you to do is to assign a salary, the salary that you made within each of those four buckets for the last year. It doesn't have to be perfect. This can be kind of back of the napkin math, but to give you some sense, you want to have some sense of how much you made in the last year. And then finally, I want you to assign the number of hours you worked within each job in each bucket. So that may seem like a challenge, but I think giving, again, just a back of the napkin estimate uh, will really help you define where you're putting the most time in the work that you're doing. And I think that's also an important distinction. Quite often, I work with creatives that hold a 20-hour-a-week a desk job where they're basically making minimum wage and they're reticent to give that up because it's a certain amount of stability. But because they're making so little, they're having to spend twice as much time in that desk job as they might be spending doing other things that are more directly related to their art. Like, for example, teaching privately, where your hourly rate is going to be much higher than it would be at a desk job. Okay, so that's the first area that I always work with creatives on, which is to take stock of your current situation. And the next thing we're going to do is use that information to create a personal strategy statement. One of the biggest challenges that I find to upward mobility is that we often end up sacrificing our creative integrity to achieve financial success or vice versa. And so what I've come up with is a series of questions to help creatives develop a strategy around their work. So the first thing that I always like to do is 
make this strategy statement time bound. Looking back at your past year and identifying some of the things that maybe need to change, I want you to establish what your timeline is for accomplishing these goals in the future. You know, my instinct is always to say one to three years in the future. Uh, I found that any longer than one to three years is too far uh, into the future. If you think about or imagine what you were doing three years ago, I imagine for most of you, it was quite different from, from where you are right now. So set that timeline between one and three years. Second, I ask that creatives write down areas that they want to develop in pursuit of upward mobility. And I mean that in terms of upward financial and creative mobility. And this is based on your current situation. So for example, is there a way to capitalize more on the work you love that's either within your art or outside your art or creative practice, but um, things you still love to do? The third is develop specific goals you have in terms of stability. So it might mean that you want to work less hours in a week. So you might be looking to get rid of some things that take up more of your time and make the least amount of money. It might mean that you want more artistically satisfying work, which means quite often I've found that artistically satisfying work is usually the work that unfortunately I get paid the least to do. So that might mean that you're sacrificing some of those other things that take up more of your time so you can make more money in other areas with less time so that you can take these gigs that are making less money. I know it sounds crazy, but you know these are things that I always encourage creatives to be thinking about as they're developing their own process for, for evaluating their, their financial stability. And then finally, as I just mentioned, I want you to identify those areas that you may want to let go in order to pursue higher financial and artistic gains. For example, can you replace those horrible gigs with work you love but is not directly tied to your art? So with that personal strategy statement, the last thing we're going to do is develop an action plan for upward mobility. And, you know, for me, this is perhaps the most important part of the process. If you don't get something down on paper, you'll likely end up spinning your wheels. So first thing to do is get that personal strategy statement for accomplishing your goals down on paper. Then set that timeline to achieve your goals. And finally, the main goal for me is to retain your creative integrity while also making more money. So you want to consider dismissing artistic work that's holding you back from your upward mobility and replace it with work that's more satisfying but may not be directly related to your artistic output. So there you have it. That's my short and simple way to help artists create financial stability. I've written all this down in a blog post, which I'll share in the show notes here. I've also created a financial stability worksheet, which is a step-by-step process to help you think about your financial and creative stability. Uh, It's super easy to follow. The first page on this document is completely filled in and annotated with a fictional character so you can see how it works. And then the second page is blank so you can fill it out in your own time. Again, this is just back of the napkin math, so it doesn't need to be super specific numbers, but get as close as you can to help you come up with a clear picture and idea of the work that you'll be doing. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, I hope that you'll find this process useful. Please do send me a note if I can be helpful in any way or if there's any additional questions that you have in the process. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you on the next show. Thank you.